Welcome to Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a transformational life coach, comedian, and mother of two. And you can join me weekly to hear some intimate self-reflections and conversations with inspirational friends and guests from all around the world, sharing what they needed to break free from in order to live a life of purpose. Welcome to my solo episode on Breaking Free today, where it's just me and you talking about what it's like to live in this world from a female perspective and to discuss privilege. So what is privilege? We hear it thrown about all the time now. Well, when you Google it, it says, a special right, advantage or immunity granted or available only to particular person or group. There are a variety of privileged people, There is white privilege, heterosexual privilege, male privilege, cisgender privilege, which is identifying with the gender you were assigned to at birth. So if you're not transgender, you are cisgender. Or middle to upper class privilege. And there are many more. Now, when you're in a place of privilege, or many of them, let's say white, heterosexual, cisgender male who is middle class, it can be quite hard to imagine that others who don't have the same attributes live and experience life quite differently. As today's episode is about what it feels like to be female, I will of course be discussing male privilege. So how does gender inequality impact you in your life? Our current cultural expectations, legislative system and social programming work to sustain a hierarchy that constantly places men on the top. Consequently, Men consistently achieve, succeed and benefit at the expense of other genders. But male privilege hurts everyone, including men in a way, because by accessing that privilege, you're having to conform to a toxic norm of masculinity. Men can feel trapped and just as much in need of liberation from fearing anything coded as feminine, gay or merely different. The idea that real men don't show emotions, only value sports and physical strength and don't reach out for help when they need support really puts a pressure on a man who doesn't feel that way. You're not a bad person to benefit from male privilege, says writer for everyday feminism, Maisha Z. Johnson. But once you understand that these invisible perks aren't available to everyone, it's important to notice how and if you're contributing to these cultural norms Because while fairness is a valuable goal, equality for equality's sake isn't nearly as important as justice for liberation's sake. Here are a few of the male privileges in various areas of life mentioned in the 2016 checklist by Maisha Z. Johnson. Gendered harassment and violence. You're less likely to be the target of street harassment. The majority of women have experienced street harassments in their life and most of the men who do are queer or gender non-conforming. You have a casual, friendly interaction with a stranger, like exchanging a smile or responding to a greeting, without worrying about that stranger taking it as a sexual invitation and telling you to lighten up if you don't. You can turn down a date without worrying about being verbally attacked, physically assaulted or even killed. You can drink in a bar alone, unbothered, In many other public spaces, including bookstores, coffee shops, festivals and more, a woman alone is often assumed to be available for men to talk to and harass. 
You can travel alone without worrying about being targeted for violence because of your gender. You're less likely to experience intimate partner violence. You're less likely to be stalked. You're less likely to be the victim of revenge porn. You're less likely to be raped, especially if you never go to prison. You're less likely to be homeless as a result of intimate partner violence. You're less likely to be physically injured by a partner. Intimate partner violence is the leading cause of injury to women, more than car accidents, muggings and rapes combined. You're less likely to be killed by a partner. Researchers estimate that 40-70% to 70% of women who were murder victims were killed by a husband or boyfriend. You can enjoy partying without people blaming your lifestyle if you're sexually assaulted. You're less likely to be blamed for your own sexual assault based on what you were wearing. You can set a drink down at a party without having to worry about being drugged and assaulted. Common ideas about preventing rape don't hold you accountable for not perpetrating sexual violence. Instead, they put the responsibility on women to avoid being victims and blame on women who are victims. You can stand in a crowded area like on public transportation without worrying about being groped. Health and body. You can age naturally without being judged for letting yourself go. If you experience changes like graying hair, gaining weight or getting wrinkles, without using cosmetic products to cover these changes up. Your gender is considered to get finer with age, while women are considered less desirable. You're under less pressure to be thin and face fewer social and economic consequences of being fat than women do. You aren't expected to eat less, with ideas of being ladylike including dainty portions. Doctors are more likely to take you seriously when you tell them your symptoms. While medical research often ignores women and other genders, you get the benefits like research focusing on the heart attack symptoms you're more likely to experience. You're less likely to have your physical illness symptoms attributed to psychological factors. For instance, when men and women with identical symptoms mention stress, doctors are more likely to overlook a woman's symptoms of heart disease. For diseases that affect your gender more, you don't have to face scepticism about whether or not it's a real disease like women with conditions like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue do. If you're cisgender, you don't have issues like period pain and endometriosis associated with your gender, and treatment for pain as bad as a heart attack ignored as a result. You're less likely to have mental health issues dismissed as being hysterical or oversensitive. The media. You get to have your gender represented in the media as strong, without writers going out of their way to have a strong female character as a unique take. Your gender dominates influential media institutions such as the Academy Award voting membership, which is 77% male, women have far fewer media executive positions and are far less likely to be celebrated for success in categories such as Best Director. Writers of your gender are more likely to be published, have their books reviewed, and get other publishing industry attention that gets their books widely read. A character of your gender in an ensemble cast is less likely to be objectified as a sex symbol in posters and advertisements, like women superheroes are. Successful people of your gender who are athletes, actors and other public figures are respected by the media for what they do, not just their appearance and clothes. You can easily enjoy sports with athletes of your gender, as men's sports get more airtime and promotion than women's sports. Advertisements are a lot less likely to subjectify you, portraying you literally as an object or a tool for men's pleasure, as is so common for women. 
Romantic films are less likely to portray a character of your gender being stalked as a sweet sign of affection, which creates toxic norms around harassment and intrusion as a way of pursuing you. Comedians of your gender don't face stereotypes of your gender as universally unfunny. In online gaming, you can play characters of your gender that aren't hypersexualized. Politics and law. A political candidate of your gender doesn't have to face media scrutiny that reinforces gendered stereotypes of not being suited for leadership. A political candidate of your gender isn't scrutinized more for his appearance than his abilities. A political candidate of your gender won't be penalized by the idea that they can't balance both family life and public office. Politicians of your gender aren't said to have their abilities negatively affected by bodily functions like menstruation. Fictional media is more likely to show your gender in positions of political leadership, giving the public the impression that you're naturally born to be in charge. Workplace and economy. You can make choices to have both career and family without people assuming it's a challenge or an unusual achievement for you to have it all. You're not insulted for going against your gender's nature for choosing to have a career but not children. If you choose to have children, you're not questioned about how having a family would hurt your ability to do your job. As a parent, you get more professional opportunities, avoiding the motherhood penalty that hurt women's careers if they have children. You're assumed to be the leader of your household, so you can avoid stereotypes like assuming you'd have to check with your husband about taking a promotion. If you have a man's name on your resume, you're more likely to get an interview for a more prestigious job than if you had a woman's name. You can negotiate for raises, promotions and more without being seen as too aggressive. You're not stereotyped at work as not belonging in higher paid roles, like being mistaken for the nurse if you're the doctor, or for a secretary when you're a lawyer. You can put little time into your appearance without a negative impact on your work life, like having people believe you're unprofessional or not put together. You can get upset at work without people blaming your emotions on hormones, PMS or being oversensitive. You're less likely to have your failures at work as a sign that your gender shouldn't be doing this type of work. This is especially true in male-dominated industries and leadership positions. You can take jobs like service industry positions in restaurants or bars without worrying about normalized sexual harassment based on your gender. You're less likely to be addressed with demeaning language at work and more likely to be addressed with respect, unlike women who are referred to as girls or called nicknames reflecting stereotypes of women as intellectually inferior, like honey and sweetheart. You're not stuck between the stereotype of your gender being dependent on a partner and the shame directed at women who choose to be or have to be. You're more likely to be remembered for your own work accomplishments rather than your marriage or appearance. So after hearing that very long checklist, you might be thinking, so how can we as men respect women more? Well, here are a few things that would be appreciated, I think, by many women. Is stop staying silent. When other guys are harassing women verbally to their face or behind their backs and expect you to agree or join in, say something. If your friend or co-worker says something nasty, speak up and tell them it's disrespectful. And perhaps stop using diminutives, like hun or sweetheart. Unless you're my partner, it doesn't really feel appropriate, and I'm sure you wouldn't as a male do that with a work colleague. I thought I'd share with you some parts of 
the hilarious memoir of Caitlin Moran that I've been reading called More Than a Woman, um, where she explains so eloquently why at the moment it may feel like everything and everyone are talking about women, women, women and feminism and how understandably that could anger men or make them feel fearful. So here is her explanation of it. 120 years ago, women could not vote. They could not own property. Their children were owned by their husbands. The range of education and employment open to them was almost nil. Their paychecks were paid into their husbands' bank accounts. If their husbands did not like their wives, they could consign them to a mental asylum. Now, although across the world there are still women facing appalling oppression and discrimination on a daily basis, for many of us, our lives are demonstrably better than those of our mothers and grandmothers. We generally believe our daughters' and granddaughters' lives will be even better than our own. Women vote, they become politicians and heads of state, they run multinational businesses, they control their fertility, they talk openly about their sexuality, they play sport, they earn money, they're educated, they wear trousers, they are in space. Things have improved massively for women. Now, by way of contrast, let us turn to men. What has improved specifically for men in the last 120 years? Nothing. Broadly, the only real difference between our grandfathers and our sons is that our sons are unlikely to wear a top hat, unless they're slashed from Guns N' Roses or playing the artful dodger in a musical production of Oliver. Otherwise, men's lives look pretty much like they did at the beginning of the 20th century, whilst women's lives have expanded exponentially, gaining more freedom, joy and power, a sense of community and progression. Men's have remained static. When comparing the lives of men to those of women, no wonder so many men feel they are losing, like they are being left behind by society. Basically, the only difference between men and women in those 120 years is simple, feminism. Feminism decided to reject the old, old rules about gender. Women got together and created a culture and network where they could first raise their problems, then discuss how to change them, one piece of bullshit at a time. We have spent a century establishing an entirely crowdsourced informal network where we can talk to each other, ask for help, gain advice, campaign for change and highlight injustices. We have coined new phrases for phenomena that even a generation earlier were simply presumed to be our own isolated faults. Women's liberation, male privilege, coercive control, gaslighting, hashtag times up, hashtag me too, queen bee syndrome. Whatever the problem of a woman in the 21st century, she can, in minutes, find a website, chatboard, hashtag, book, film, TV show, local group or political party that will be addressing these issues. Women are connected. Women have organised. Women have identified the things they wish to have or changed and then acted upon it. Women have changed the idea of what it is to be a woman utterly and in what is, historically, the blink of an eye. Men, meanwhile... They do not have this at all. They have no network. They have no way of talking about their problems, what saddens them, what they would like to change. They have no way to ask each other questions and find answers. They have not found a way to challenge the patriarchy. They are essentially stuck with the lives of their fathers and grandfathers. So I think Caitlin explains clearly that it wasn't women defining anything thousands of years ago. And 
They didn't decide society's rules or write plays, poetry, books. But neither did most men either. But some of the guys who did decided what was male and female and they both casually and rigorously enforced them for centuries. And that is the patriarchy. So logically, she says, feminism is about equality between the sexes and we have to address the inequalities that both sexes face or the project is incomplete. If as women we were able to change so many things in the last 120 years and challenge the patriarchy, then men can do the same. But feminism is not the enemy of men. So that being said, we've come a really long way, but there's so much more we need to do. And that's why feminism is so important. So I've chosen this poem to read to you by Camille Rainville, which went viral as a video when Girls, Girls, Girls magazine published it in December 2017. You may have seen it or heard it, and I think, as women, you will resonate with how many things we've heard growing up and still hear in that poem that put pressure on us as females of how to act, how to look, how to behave. Be a lady, they said. Be a lady, they said. Your skirt is too short. Your shirt is too low. Your pants are too tight. Don't show so much skin. Don't show your thighs. Don't show your breasts. Don't show your midriff. Don't show your cleavage. Don't show your underwear. Don't show your shoulders. Cover up. Leave something to the imagination. Dress modestly. Don't be a temptress. Men can't control themselves. Men have needs. You look frumpy. Loosen up. Show some skin. Look sexy. Look hot. Don't be so provocative. You're asking for it. Wear black. Wear heels. You're too dressed up. You're too dressed down. Don't wear those sweatpants. You look like you've let yourself go. Be a lady, they said. Don't be too fat. Don't be too thin. Don't be too large. Don't be too small. Eat up. Slim down. Stop eating so much. Don't eat too fast. Order a salad. Don't eat carbs. Skip dessert. You need to lose weight. Fit into that dress. Go on a diet. Watch what you eat. Eat celery. Chew gum. Drink lots of water. You have to fit into those jeans. God, you look like a skeleton. Why don't you just eat? You look emaciated. You look sick. Eat a burger. Men like women with some meat on their bones. Be small. Be light. Be little. Be petite. Be feminine. Be a size zero. Be a double zero. Be nothing. Be less than nothing. Be a lady, they said. Remove your body hair. Shave your legs. Shave your armpits. Shave your bikini line. Wax your face. Wax your arms. Wax your eyebrows. Get rid of your moustache. Bleach this. Bleach that. Lighten your skin. Tan your skin. Eradicate your scars. Cover your stretch marks. Tighten your abs. Plump your lips. Botox your wrinkles. Lift your face. Tuck your tummy. Thin your thighs. Tone your calves. Perk up your boobs. Look natural. Be yourself. Be genuine. Be confident. You're trying too hard. You look overdone. Men don't like girls who try too hard. Be a lady, they said. Wear makeup. Prime your face. Conceal your blemishes. Contour your nose. Highlight your cheekbones. Line your lids. Fill in your brows. Lengthen your lashes. Colour your lips. Powder. Blush. Bronze. Highlight. Your hair is too short. Your hair is too long. Your ends are split. Highlight your hair. Your roots are showing. Dye your hair. Not blue. That looks unnatural. 
You're going grey. You look so old. Look young. Look youthful. Look ageless. Don't get old. Women don't get old. Old is ugly. Men don't like ugly. Be a lady, they said. Save yourself. Be pure. Be virginal. Don't talk about sex. Don't flirt. Don't be a skank. Don't be a whore. Don't sleep around. Don't lose your dignity. Don't have sex with too many men. Don't give yourself away. Men don't like sluts. Don't be a prude. Don't be so uptight. Have a little fun. Smile more. Pleasure men. Be experienced. Be sexual. Be innocent. Be dirty. Be virginal. Be sexy. Be the cool girl. Don't be like the other girls. Be a lady, they said. Don't talk too loud. Don't talk too much. Don't take up space. Don't sit like that. Don't stand like that. Don't be intimidating. Why are you so miserable? Don't be a bitch. Don't be so bossy. Don't be assertive. Don't overact. Don't be so emotional. Don't cry. Don't yell. Don't swear. Be passive. Be obedient. Endure the pain. Be pleasing. Don't complain. Let him down easy. Boost his ego. Make him fall for you. Men want what they can't have. Don't give yourself away. Make him work for it. Men love the chase. Fold his clothes, cook his dinner, keep him happy. That's a woman's job. You'll make a good wife some day. Take his last name. You hyphenated your name? Crazy feminist. Give him children. You don't want children? You will some day. You'll change your mind. Be a lady, they said. Don't get raped. Protect yourself. Don't drink too much. Don't walk alone. Don't go out too late. Don't dress like that. Don't show too much. Don't get drunk. Don't leave your drink. Have a buddy. Walk where it's well lit. Stay in the safe neighborhoods. Tell someone where you're going. Bring pepper spray. Buy a rape whistle. Hold your keys like a weapon. Take a self-defense course. Check your trunk. Lock your doors. Don't go out alone. Don't make eye contact. Don't bat your eyelashes. Don't look easy. Don't attract attention. Don't work late. Don't crack dirty jokes. Don't smile at strangers. Don't go out at night. Don't trust anyone. Don't say yes. Don't say no. Just be a lady, they said. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at raniacurdy.com if you would like to ask a question, comment on what you heard today or find out how I can support you on your journey.